2: The State Department says it would not support an Israeli military operation in southern Gaza until Israel has a plan in place to protect more than a million Palestinians sheltering there. NPR's Michelle Kellman reports Israel launched airstrikes in Rafah overnight, but the U.S. does not see that as a sign of an imminent offensive.
1: When Secretary of State Antony Blinken was in Israel last week, he urged the Israelis not to go after Hamas fighters in Rafah without clear plans to protect Palestinian civilians. His spokesman Matthew Miller puts it this
3: way. Without such a plan that is credible and that they can execute, we do not support uh, a full-scale military operation there are going ahead.
1: But he did not say if there would be any consequences if Israel did move forward. At his daily briefing, Miller was also asked about an Israeli strike that killed a six-year-old Palestinian girl. Miller calls it devastating and heartbreaking and says the U.S. wants to see an urgent Israeli investigation. Michelle Kellerman, NPR News, the State Department.
2: Police in Houston have identified a female suspect in a shooting at a mega church yesterday that left her dead and two others injured. As Jack Williams from Houston Public Media reports, investigators also released details about a possible motive.
3: Investigators say 36-year-old Genesee Marino walked into Lakewood Church Sunday afternoon and opened fire with an AR-15 rifle. She was killed when two off-duty law enforcement officers returned fire. The Houston Police Department's Christopher Hassig says a reference to Palestine was written on the buttstock of the rifle, and they've also discovered anti-Semitic writings in her home. We do believe this was what we term a, a lone wolf, lone suspect situation. We do not pl- believe this is part of a larger nexus. She is not part of a larger group or set of individuals. Hasig says the shooting may have stemmed from a family dispute involving relatives who are Jewish. The woman's seven-year-old child and a man in his 50s were also injured in the shooting. For NPR News, I'm Jack Williams in Houston.
2: A substantial part of the Northeast is gearing up for what could be a major winter walloping. Some areas, including Boston, expecting the possibility of up to a foot or more of snow starting overnight and into tomorrow morning. Boston Mayor Michelle Wu says they're already starting to get ready ahead of the storm.
0: Starting tonight at 10 p.m., we are also declaring a snow emergency. That means that parking bans will be in effect on posted roadways and major arteries to ensure that we can keep streets clear of snow and available for emergency vehicles.
2: Boston schools will be closed tomorrow in New York City, where snow and sleet is also in the forecast. The nation's largest school system says it's switching classes to remote learning. Southwestern Connecticut could see 12 to 15 inches of snow based on the latest forecasts. Stocks held relatively steady today. The Dow was up 125 points. The Nasdaq down 48. The S&P was down 4 points. This is NPR. A high school, as high school seniors around the country are hearing back from college acceptances, the main federal student aid form, the FAFSA, continues to have problems. After being delayed several times, a revamped form is finally accessible for students, but not all parents, as we're from Sequoia Carrillo.
0: Parents who don't have a social security number are locked out of the new federal student aid, or FAFSA, form. That includes any permanent residents, folks on a green card, or undocumented parents. The Education Department assures families this is not by design, but a glitch with the application. The new FAFSA debuted in January, three months later than normal, throwing off timelines for colleges to offer financial aid packages to students this spring. The application is supposed to be easier now, with fewer items to fill out. The education department says it's working on a fix for non-citizens, but in the meantime, there have been troubling reports of a potentially dangerous workaround, asking parents to take a photo of their passport and email it to verify their identity. Sequoia Carrillo, NPR News.
2: Yesterday's Super Bowl got a lot of eyeballs worldwide but there was also a major uptick in terms of online betting this year. GeoComply, a company that tracks the physical location of online gamblers, finds the number of verification checks it carried out over the weekend up by more than 22 percent compared with last year. Companies it processed just over 122 million checks this year in 28 of 29 states permit online sports betting. Company verifies where online bettors are located before allowing them to place wagers. I'm Jack Spear, NPR News in Washington. Listen to this podcast sponsor free on Amazon Music with a Prime membership or any podcast app by subscribing to NPR News Now Plus at plus.npr.org. That's plus.npr.org.